This is the Everyman Podcast. This is episode 86. This is about the third time that I've tried to record this intro, and I can tell it's not coming out very well. It's been really hard, and the honest truth is that I'm not speaking what's really true for me. So in the ethos and the practice of every man, I'm just going to start with what I'm feeling. Uh, this morning, I held my wife as she held her 15-year-old dog as she was euthanized, and it was terrible, uh, sad, um, deeply, deeply heart-yanking time today. Today hasn't been a very good day. It's been tough. It's not necessarily a bad day. It doesn't feel like something's, you know, wrong or shouldn't have happened, but it's just, it's sad. Sadie Fisher, um, let's consider this a tribute to you. You should have far more tributes than just an intro to a, to a podcast. Um, but I just want to speak the name honor that life. Uh, She took care of my wife for a long time as my wife took care of her. And she was one of the wildest, (laughs) most unique uh, animals, the most unique animal I've ever known. She's meant uh, so much to me in the past five, six years of my life. And uh, today's a sad day for that. And my heart goes out to anybody else. You know, we just moved to this farm. And I remember being in New York City many years ago when I lived there. And I looked at somebody and I looked around and I'm like, for whatever reason, it felt like real things don't happen in the city. That's how it felt to me at the time. I know it's not true and I don't mean to take anything away from anybody in the city, but for me in that moment, it was that, I don't know, life just kind of doesn't happen naturally. And we moved to the farm and things are born all the time and things die. There's always something dying. There's always something wrong. There's always something needing to go to the vet, to the doctor, what it is, whatever it is, it's like the veil to not necessarily the veil to the other side or the metaphysical, but the veil to this earth, the veil to life and death, the veil to actual physical visceral life on the farm in the mountains. It's, it's present. It's always there in some strange way. I feel like Sadie may have been waiting to come to the farm or, or whatever. The first night we moved to the farm, we're just late night, arrived late. I'm driving this giant U-Haul just so we can put all our shit in a storage container, move into this RV, taking one of the biggest risks of our entire life. And we get there and Sadie walks and she falls down into a gully. And we spent the entire night in the emergency veterinary office and we thought we lost her then. And she hung on for a couple months. Um, so rest in peace, Sadie. You're loved. I'm chuckling to myself because uh, being real and doing what we do at Every Man, if, if we were sitting in my men's group, man, I would get the opportunity to just sit down and talk about that, share how much I loved her, share how much I love my wife, what it means to me to be able to be by her side while big life events happen, thinking about mortality in general and and yeah, we're all, you know, we're all headed that direction at some point. And I just feel really grateful. So that's my, that's my men's group check-in. I'm kind of giggling because that's not very good salesmanship, <laughs> but uh, perhaps a very awkward transition, but I do want to let everybody know about our upcoming open source retreats. Uh, I just got back. We just finished with our last open source retreat. This one was in Joshua Tree. We were out at 29 Palms Inn last weekend. It was just a fucking blast. It was just a grand slam home run. I'm so proud of every single person that was there. Some really remarkable and memorable things went down. Uh, That one will be in the history books of every man for sure. 
I'm proud to say also that the demand is so high for our retreats that we've put two more on the books for this summer. So if you are looking to take 48 hours out of your life and use it to change the trajectory of your entire life, which is not just some trumped up thing. It's, it's literally what guys are sharing with us over and over and over. So take it for, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I'm, I'm not really fucking around about it. But we have a couple opportunities this summer and we're excited to be able to put more gatherings together in the near future. So July 19th through 21st, we're going to be at the Riverbend Retreat Center near Philo, California. So this is up above the Bay Area. We have an exploding population of dudes up in Northern California. This would be a great retreat to come to if, if you're traveling to one as well. Anywhere, you know, on the west half of the United States, it's a beautiful spot with a clear river running through it and big ass redwood trees and just a really, really cool spot. This one's going to be led by Owen Marcus, Aaron Blaine, and I believe Andrew Kippen are going to be the main facilitators there. And then if you're more on the East Coast or you're more apt to go to the East Coast, August 2nd through 4th, we're going to be at Racebrook Lodge, our home. That's our Winterfell. Uh, that's our home castle. That's where we like to play. And that's going to be another open source retreat. This one's going to be led by my brother, John O'Connor, and my brother, Dan McCombie. These guys have some special things in the works for that retreat. And I'd like to just invite and encourage anybody who listens to this that is curious, but at an arm's distance or an arm's length from it, uh, you should be scared of going to one of these. Just be really honest about it. It's it's not like taking a trip to the mall. It's not like just taking a, a vacation to the beach. Um, it is purposefully intense. It is purposefully scary. Uh, that's the whole point. You know, we're in this age and, and day now where the idea of doing hard things for one's betterment is very normal, right? We look, we can go sit in ice baths like Wim Hof, or we can go to CrossFit. Uh, we can do all kinds of things. We push ourselves. We, we learn to be uncomfortable, right? For the benefit of our body and our wellness and our mind and other people. And so I like to think of what we do very much in that same vein. And I'm biased about this, but I believe that when we put ourselves in this kind of discomfort, the discomfort of sharing ourselves honestly with other people, the benefit is bigger than any other activity that you could do. I really mean that. And I've done a lot of things. <laughs> I've dabbled in pretty much everything. So uh, with that, I don't want to freak anybody out. I don't also don't want to undersell. I want to try to be as honest about it as possible, but you're invited please come. The The result when you walk away is true, deep connection with people. And that's actually, honestly, subterraneanly, the thing that we're oftentimes most scared of. It's also probably what we want more than anything, whether we know it or not. Um, so I would just love to see you there. We also have some spots left for our August Wilderness Expedition. This one is in Glacier National Park in Montana, August 18th through the 25th. That will be led by myself and Aaron Blaine. And I'm basically looking forward to that week this summer as my uh, as kind of like the wild party for myself. I cannot wait. That part of Montana to me is this crazy, special, rugged, intense, uh, wild place. And I just can't I can't wait to go. These expeditions, and I've shared it before on different podcasts, but it you know, this is really my heart. I, I'm a wilderness guy through and through. It's where I started, it's where I'll end up. And being able to offer our everyman work in that setting, it's just pretty much it. Enough said for me. Now, after that long-winded intro, whatever the hell you want to call it, I get to slow down a second, and I want to talk about this upcoming podcast. 
Our guest today is returning, and Cherie Healy was a guest on the show not too long ago, maybe two months ago or so this April. Cherie has become a very special and important person to me in a short amount of time, and I consider her a sister. And I walk around the world telling people about all the deep connections I have with men and how if, you know, human connection were currency, I'd be freaking, who's the richest person now? I don't know, the Amazon dude, whatever, Jeff Bezos. Anyway, I'm rich in human connection. I'm deeply, deeply fortunate. And historically, that connection has been more with guys than than women. And a lot of my connection and intimacy with women was reserved for my mom and my my girlfriends and now my wife, right? Not, I'm not saying I have girlfriends now. <laughs> I just want to clear that up. In the past, it was romantic relationships. Now, my wife. Uh, and in the last couple of years, I very intentionally looked at that and been like, eh, I don't know, man. Like, what about some friendships with, with women, some real deep, meaningful ones? Um, and I got them now. And Cherie is just a dear, dear, loved friend. A couple of weeks ago, I was giving a talk. We were in Mexico and she was there. And uh, man, I got scared. I got, I got a little freaked out. I, I was overwhelmed by the whole situation. I kind of didn't want to do the talk. I don't know. I was kind of freaking out a little bit. She's just there for me. She talked me through it. She walked me through it. She sat there right in the front as I gave it. Uh, it was a big moment, and uh, I really appreciate it. And Sheree and I are collaborating together on uh, bringing this human connection work, this, this, these ways in which we can connect to the co-ed environment, to the workplace, to I think that you know this everyman thing, we're just barely beginning and we, I can already see that as it grows and as it matures and comes to fruition, there's another step beyond that. And that is bringing men and women together. And even beyond that, at some point, we can just say, fuck all labels and we'll just bring people together, regardless of the differences that seem to be in place, regardless of what seems to separate us. I believe and I know that we can get people in a room or together and we can burn our way directly through those and we can connect I know this because it's actually how we're wired. It's what we're here for. And I'm pretty damn sure it's how we will survive in the long run. I think it's about time we take that seriously. So deeply honored to have Sheree on the podcast again. We recorded this after our first reunion experience, which was a two and a half hour workshop, which we are about to take on the road and bring all over the country and potentially the world or into a business near you or your business, your team. So enjoy the show, and thank you so much for being a part of this. All right, round two. Oops, I, oops we did it again. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Um. Yeah, this podcast is brought to you by a handful of uh, the world's wildest and bravest companies. And just kidding, not quite yet. Oh, but it's coming. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Hi, brother. Hey, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, okay, so we we were here a month ago, almost exactly. Yeah. And uh, the reunion has happened. Oh, it's on. Uh, let's let's just start there. Let's, okay. Let's, we, this is this is becoming a pattern. We get to do a show uh, right after an experience, and man, you know, for whatever reason, last night when we started, it felt right uh, for you to put the first word in. 
And mm. why don't you do that again? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was so huge. So we talked on our last podcast about this gathering that we were starting in two parts. And in March, we gathered women only to experience the men of every man. And last night, we had part two. And we called it the reunion, which is now becoming the reunion tour. And it was pure magic. It was men and women. And we sat in a giant circle at the laundry in San Francisco. And you and I designed an experience that we, you know, we had two hours, right? Yeah. And we thought, oh my God, are we going to do too much? Is this too much? And we just said, hell no, we're going to go for this. <laughs> and we're going to bring these men and women together, period. Yeah. We're going to show them what's possible. Mm. And fast forward to the end of that experience in a circle arm in arm with 50 some odd people, mm-hmm. right? They went around the circle and said that they had hope for humanity again. They felt alive. They felt loved. They saw possibility again. I mean, it was a night full of tears and laughter. And just to drop the hammer on it, too, after literally being asked to talk about workplace equality, Me Too, sexual violation, the biggest and hardest things that we're wrestling with, this is what came of that. Right. That's what came of that. I mean, normally you would think you're going to curate those conversations and everybody's going to leave feeling super heavy and dark and just, ugh. And we watched them have these talks and we gave them tools to hold space for each other, to create safety Mm -hmm. so that they could truly, deeply connect. And we were like, how's this going to (laughs) go? Let's see if they... Well, I'm curious though, when did you have that thought, how's this going to go? All the way up to the beginning, the start? No, I mean, I knew it was going to be amazing. I didn't have any doubts. But in the moment when we thought, are we going to need to shave off some time? Sure, sure, And sure, you sure. said, should we have them come back and do some partner shares or group shares after this? And we looked at everybody and we were like, they seem great. <laughs> you know, like, I think we can just go into the pinnacle experience from here. Because yeah. they're doing great. And... That was where I was wondering, like, okay, we'll see if the vibe drops. I asked you that question because I had a very unique experience with this event, and it started okay. a few days ago, and I was packing, and I was getting ready, and I, I said to Elise, I said something, I, I don't know what's going on, but there's something going on, and I think this is going to be a big trip, and I don't always say that. You know, I mean, I get I have this crazy fortune. I get to go on trips and go facilitate, um, like, mind-blowing shit all the time yeah but there's something about this it's like i could sense it like it's some some part of me could sense it and yesterday the whole day and like the whole thing walking into the space at the laundry you know just the whole thing it felt i felt somewhat on autopilot right i just felt like oh i don't know what this is but this is interesting and um i felt more in flow with both you and our leadership and the event maybe than ever before like there was something there's like a there's a note in the song that i don't think had ever been part wow right so that's what i guess that's what i was asking is like i I, um 
I don't know. So, you know, we, you started and we said, all right, it was magic. So I think we also said that last time, a month ago. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. But this was magic. Um, uh, this was, like, that was exponential. Like a, that was an appetizer of magic in yeah. March. I feel like it was a foreshadowing. Yeah. It was a, uh, I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it come into focus. But yeah. last night at the end, you got, we got to you with the last person in the circle to share how you were feeling. And you simply said, I feel like I'm home. And that is exactly how I feel. And I feel like if I have everybody else sort of nodded, I mean, in a way that it, I think that's what we're up to. Yeah. Is helping people come back to home. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the message last night was everybody is overcomplicating the, well, let me say that the relationships. <laughs> well, maybe that too, yeah. but the relationship game, you know, it, at home and at work. Yeah, and I get why. There's a lot of layers, a lot of obstacles, a lot of reasons and feelings. But what we experienced last night in just two hours mm. was given the right amount of safety, mm-hmm. a couple of tools, you know, and the explicit invitation. Yeah. Hey. It's okay here. What you feel is cool. You want to share? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm oversimplifying and kind of goofing it up in a goofy way, but it's really not. That's what we did last night. Yeah. That's really what we did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I am right in this moment. I am hungry for more of that. <laughs> Me too. Let's get, let's get out <laughs> <Me> there. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, we got a bunch of invitations, you know, to come yeah. to different cities, and everybody wanted more too. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. I mean, it's it's like one of. The, I mean, <laughs> you know what it makes me think of? Oh, this is. Uh, I hope I have my wife's permission to share this, but <laughs> you know, the last bur- in when Jude was born, um, there was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was a fast labor, more more or less, and we had the baby at home, and uh, the midwives were asleep in the living room, and just not really thinking that the baby was very near. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, I'm with Elisa. She's really, really, really in labor, and uh, things got really intense, and <clears throat> I'm like, hey, midwife, please come in here, <laughs> and I checked and her face went completely like wide and it says baby's here oh my god and so the baby was there and then the baby was born jude was born and um there's just this this obvious metaphor that i i don't know i mean it's because births have been happening in our family uh they're close at hand but just this idea that like you know when something's coming it's coming Mm-hmm. And when it's here, it's here. And uh, I don't know, I mean, it doesn't make any, I don't know if that makes practical sense to say it that way, but that's sort of how I feel here. It's like, oh, I mean, we would, it, time. We, we would have to, I feel like at this point, we would have to actively, it would be really hard and weird to not uh, raise whatever just happened, to cultivate what, I mean, it would, it would feel, does that make sense to you? 100%. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like, I, I know I thought it last night. Like I, I felt like I needed to put a little seatbelt on, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like, okay, I'm ready for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been preparing my whole life. Yeah. It's time. What was the most striking thing for you last night? 
Oh, Ooh, that God. was my throat noise. Oh, good. <laughs> God, I heard it and I was like, is that me again? <laughs> I for- we forgot to edit out Sheree's throat noise last night. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was a very cool moment of humanity. <laughs> uh, I think the thing that struck me the most was feeling what it felt like to sit next to your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I felt like anything, I can do anything now. Like, I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel overburdened. Like, doing this work by myself has been a lot. Yeah. And I am woman enough for it. But I was very clear as of last year that I was calling you in. I needed a, I needed my partner. And I, we said it on the last podcast. I needed my brother. Yeah. And, I mean, the overwhelming sense of joy that I felt and gratitude just being in that room with you was, I mean, I have no words. That's so beautiful, man. And you like came back at one point and, you know, we'd check in because we were dancing, you know, it was art last night and you came back to say, I will never forget this. You put your arm on my shoulder, your hand on my shoulder, and you just said, aren't humans lovely? I was like, oh my God, that I get to know you and that you would say something like that. What an incredible human being you are. Oh. You know? You just had an equal amount of joy I could see as me. And that's not always my experience. I'm usually like the goofball who's just feels everything. Who's like, oh my God, you guys, look, this is so cool. And you did it. And I was just like, oh, this is just meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the the not fully open and honest way for me to share what I was feeling was that uh, I'm better as a collaborator, but that's just, that's the easy way out. But, you know, yeah, sitting there with you was like the most, just ease, like fully powerful ease. It's just, I mean, I don't even know. I can't think of an analogy that makes sense, but it was just, yeah, it was just so fun and perfect. And we'd never led anything together before but it was like we had uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of times and it was right uh designing with you was um felt deeply you know balanced and supportive and and we we crushed it yeah yeah and um i'm I'm happy i'm really like proud to be here sitting like really fucking bragging about it because i mean it was just was just awesome well people kept looking at us with that side eye and like a good side eye like hey you guys yeah this is the start of something yeah and and the attendees you know the beautiful people that were in that room were just like oh my god thank you and congratulations you know it was kind of like congratulations (laughs) and they just they said this is going to be huge everybody needs this yeah everybody needs this the other thing i want to get it before i before i lose the picture in my mind though the moment another moment that struck me more than anything was um when the women so we did this thing we had the men do a men's group in the center of a circle and had a circle of women observe we did like a fishbowl exercise but when the women were in the center and i was just observing i got to just completely let go facilitating and just be all the way there and it was it was it was this moment of wild joy and excitement and and like 
possibility and I keep saying that word around you. It makes sense now. Doesn't it? <laughs> um, potential, right? That just like, you know, I mean, appropriately so. I've spent most of my life uh, with guys and that was necessary. And I just feel like this entire new <laughs> world just opened up, right? They just like, like there's a whole color, more than a color. Like what's more than a color? Like that I've never seen before. It's just like, huh. Huh. I like I get to do this even more fully. Yeah. More bigger spectrum. Like more of it. Like, God, what a wild gift is that? No That's just doubt. like holy shit, what a And it was wild, like like watching and listening to you to you women talk, it was just like I just like these shockwaves would go through me, just like, God, that's not a dude. <laughs> Just God, that's like so intense and amazing, and geez, it's just not a dude. Like dudes don't feel like that. Like to <laughs> me, it's amazing, right? But it was, but it was warm, and it was just like I get, I got it in a new way I've never got before. It was just like the the wildness, but I, and I don't mean that in like an out of control, but just like whoa, the power, mm. mm-hmm. the power, yeah, damn, yeah. <laughs> It was stunning to have that experience, to be in that circle with with you around us, mm. all the men around us, and just, it felt like celebrating us, learning from us, hearing us in this most natural way, you know, but so not, like who ever gets the chance to do that, to be looked in on in that way, Yeah, you know? But it, it like gave us fuel. I think it fed us. And I, I think what was unspoken in the entire experience was this is what the reunion looks like. This is what working together looks like. This is what yeah. being in relationship looks like. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of listening. We didn't lay it down for the guys and, and for the women either. We just said, just do this. Yeah. And I think the beauty in them just doing it is they'll go home and they'll be like, oh, I can just listen in on her. Mm. You know, I can just celebrate her. I don't need to be afraid of the feelings that are coming out or what do I do with this? But it gave them the direct experience of just listening and being present. And that is healing. Yeah. In every way. Another moment that jumps to me was uh so yeah we 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 had many men's groups and women's groups alternately and then we asked um men to uh go first and we had a couple guys come to the center and then just really open up like really like you know drop the hammer open up yeah that was one of the most proud moments of my life damn yeah oh i mean my- yeah, that was like an apex moment for me, you know. I I just I don't know what you know. I think that was like the strongest I've ever felt men being. We said warriors when they were done. They were just warriors, like the bravest <clears throat> to be the first guys to get up and in front of women. Yeah. Yeah. Share with tears and 
so much love. Oh my God. That's in every every dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And woman, you know. You I were mean. so brilliant to ask the question that these men were supposed to share with each other just one-on-one, but for all of us, the capacity of my love is. Mm. How big is your love? And that's what undid me. Mm. They're standing almost nose to nose, these two. And one of them is just leaning in, like with his hands spread wide open, just shaking like, I would give you the shoes off my feet, you know. I have so much love to give the world. So much to give. And you could see, hear that universal message. Like, that's all men. That's what I know of you. Yeah. The beauty of every man is just this pouring out of like, I just want to give. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's fumbly and sometimes it's like a little stiff and awkward and weird, but God, man, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We have to remember that. Yeah, that's one of the fundamental things that comes out when you sit with guys for enough time or just this, uh, the burden of ungifted love. Oh God. It's big. Tell me more about that. I mean, it's, it's just the feeling I have all of this to give and I don't know where it goes and I don't have pipes big enough to flow it through. And, um, and it feels, um, at times crushing for guys. Man, I just stopped breathing. Mm. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, it's a big one. I think it's a, it's, it, I think it's one of the deeper roots of a lot of things. Yeah. You know, and it's some of it is simple expression, right? Some of it is uh, bigger than just expression. Um, but you know, I think that uh, shame, I mean, you could even see it in some of the men, you know, in their words and in, in what they said is like, oh, I just know I have all of this and I just feel so guilty or I'm ashamed that I don't bring it out more or, you know, it's just this, I have so much to give and why is it so fucking hard to give it? Yeah. Where do I give it? How do I give it? Who do I give it to? Who wants it? Is it, will they take it? Will they feel it? Is it okay? Is this okay? Is my love okay? That was a big one last night. Yeah. So many guys, just like the question we asked in that middle where the men's circle was happening and all the women were around listening was, what do I long for from women? And many of them said, I, I long for the opportunity to be fumbly or to just try to <laughs> yeah. not have to worry about saying it just right, you know, yeah. but just to be able to be enough for you. Yeah. Uh, and speaking from my own experience, how that, how that has felt or can feel is, um, you know, like I'm a big Sasquatch in a <laughs> chandelier store or like a, you know, and and the aisle is really small, and I just I'm like duck my arms in, and like how do I get through without crashing and crushing shit? You know, that's um. Uh. 
I think there might be something like emotionally or somewhat sort of relationally. I think like there's some something there. There's something that's possibly true, right? That, like, For sure. <laughs> yeah, because I look at even like the young girls that when my daughter was in middle school and how they schooled the boys constantly. Don't do this. You're doing that wrong. Oh, my God. What are you thinking? And it's like in us <laughs> mm. <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to criticize you. To make you feel like you're crushing the china and the crystals, you know, just by your very being. You're hurting me. You're doing things wrong. You know? Yeah. It's terrible. I'll tell you, I learned something on that that was kind of illuminating why we do that. There's this way that criticism works for women, but it does not work for men. Really? Yeah. Criticism is so crushing for us. Like, we want to be so good, so, you know, pleasing. All the things that have us try to be everything for you. And so if we get criticized, we will change. It will actually make us do something different. Got it. But if we criticize you, it's because we think you'll change. You'll do something different. Where all it really does is push you away, right? It has you contort and get small and like... It's interesting. That's so interesting yeah it certainly can yeah but it's interesting when it's just guys in a room it's not necessarily like criticism directly but there's that uh hey you're fucking up man Mm -hmm. that feels great right yeah is that criticism though or is that just like i don't know receive it differently like feedback well that's what i mean Yeah, yeah there is a different i mean you can be you can totally be criticized by anybody right and i think but but yeah there's a part there's a sharpness there's like a it is. There's something there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you care about your woman, and if you constantly, like, the last thing you want to do is hurt her. You're just doing what you're doing. You're trying to give your things, and they're not being received right. Yeah. And so, yeah, it it lands on you in that way that you feel like the Sasquatch, and then we have just a greater problem, more disconnect, right? That's I'm what trying, we were trying to heal so hard is what you hear men say. I'm trying so hard. I'm giving everything I can. What's going on? Right. And that's, I mean, there's a reciprocal too. I mean, I think that's, that could be, um, anybody could say that at different times, but. Oh, sure. Because all we want to do is give and give well, you know, we want it all to work. But that's one of those conversation topics we could have had last night. There's so many, these difficult conversations. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's a current theme for all couples. Right. We could even take it to the workplace. I think it's the same. It's like, how come my man boss doesn't understand me? He's doing it all wrong. And, and he's like, I, what can you PowerPoint for me? Is that what a word I can you use, do? man boss? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That's a thing. <laughs> I, I just use it with my women at, yeah. at the companies that yeah. I work with because, because it doesn't carry anything negative. No, you know, yeah. it's just, it's a, I have to highlight this differentiating factor because we speak, he speaks Manglish and I, <laughs> I, I don't, you know? And so how do we connect, wow. you know? Yeah. I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's illuminating for me just to hear. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what God, we can learn so much from each other. Oh, I mean, that was one of the biggest <clears throat> takeaways last night is just like, I just learned something so massive from you and this this burden of ungifted love or ungifted anything 
that just dropped me down into even more compassion for men. That was a bridge, you mm. know, and you said you're here to build bridges. And I think that's what happened in the reunion and what will continue to happen. Yeah. In major ways when we take this out to different cities, because I think a lot of the disconnect and a lot of the struggle in relationship is because we just don't understand. Totally. I mean, literally those two words, man, boss and manglish, <laughs> that's that set off a, a just like a, a cascade of understanding for me. It's like, oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't know that. No, I've never heard that before. And isn't that the most like that just makes me love you even more because you do this thing like, I don't know, it didn't even dawn on me, you know, to ask for that or that that was even an option. You know, it's this like you're saying you witnessed new colors last night. That's the truth of the matter. Like I was working with this woman at Google and she just decided to stop asking for permission and started leading her team in her own unique way. It added so much color, so much texture. All of a sudden, the group became like the happiest high-performing group in the org. And her man boss came to her and said, I don't understand. What are you doing? Can you PowerPoint it for me? And she called me in a panic, like, how do we PowerPoint this uh, shit? Man, yeah. And I was like, we'll find a way. Like, yeah. we have to find yeah. a way to communicate. Yeah. And that's what has a lot of people stop because they just get frustrated. You know, but last night we gave them actual communication tools yeah. that were so easy. And boy, they flew. <laughs> they flew. They stayed so high. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was it was easy. It's like giving them the instruments to fly the plane. Yeah, uh, we had, I mean, so many beautiful moments of um, tears and hugs. And some of them were uh, romantic couples. Others were strangers that have never seen each other before. Uh, it was wild that like the the multiplicity of uh, situations that happened. Like the, we did, we did work, we did love, we did like it was just all there. It didn't matter, right? It was just like yeah. it's all okay here and. Yeah, we told everybody, no matter how you identify, no matter what you're here for, yeah. we're going to experience the tools and the things that will bring us together, period. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple who came in who had been fighting for 24 hours straight, and they just looked weary. Yeah. And then by the end, they were fully making out. <laughs> and, and there was... You know, a couple that flew in from across the country. That was badass. For one night. Shout out to you two. Man. Oh, my God. For one night. Amanda. Yeah. She wanted to figure out how to support her man more fully because he had just started with every man. And man. she said, I want to be the woman that you need and that will love you as you do the work. God, how proud am I of those dudes, of my guys? Holy <sighs> cow. Jesus. Right? What? Oh, man. And the, the women were in tears all night just at the at the sheer glory of you guys. <laughs> really, just being like, are we really experiencing this? Are we really this lucky to be in this room with these men? Mm. You know, and I have to say it, the, the last event, we were just asking women to come to really have this sort of contained safe space for them to explore this. And I know we didn't get as many people as we wanted yeah. because... Yeah. I think women are at a at a point in time saying 
you guys have had your stage. Yeah. You know, you've had your show, past yeah. the mic. And I get that wholeheartedly for all my sisters that I've been working with forever. And I think what I want all the women to know is the men are here and they are doing the work. And, it, and we can all take a giant deep sigh. Mm. I feel like a giant deep sigh of relief that it's not all on us. Of course, there's still so much work to do. Yeah. So much. But I have such a deep faith in what you're doing, Dan, and these men. It's spreading like wildfire. Mm. And it's going to change things. Can you go deeper into that? So, yeah, that was shared last night. Mm. That was one want uh, was uh, drop past the mic, guys. Yeah. I would love to hear more about that. Like, what what is that speaking? What is underneath that? What is that? I, I, that, I think there's a bridge for me to understand there, too. Oh, so cool. I think it's ancient. I think it's really, it's this, like when you talked about the burden of ungifted love, what we're carrying is a burden of being unseen, Hmm. unheard, way undervalued, Hmm. which is actually, if I keep following that thread, the same thing because we have so much to give and it, and it hasn't found its place. It's It's been ridiculed. It's been seen as soft skills. <laughs> it's mm. been all our gifts have just been called every name and not found their place in society. And we're still not even getting paid the same. Yeah. And so I think we're dying to give too. And we want to, I think... We both have that feminine energy, that that female inside of us. And when you identify with that and I identify with that, the desire is to be seen and known and to be expressed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think our in our fullest form, we're fully self-expressed. All the colors, all the textures, all the everything. No holding back. And we've had to contort in every way. I mean, we've had to fit in act like a man, yeah. you know, be pleasing, play the game in all the ways. Yeah. I mean, even down to like the performance rating systems and our corporate structures are built to reward men. Mm. And none of the... See, I want to learn all of those things. Yeah, yeah. I want to learn every little detail of that stuff. Yeah, I will share it all. I yeah. mean, I, I think that's been my obsession. You know, I was just like, but wait, what about all of the... The, in, the, the invisible things, the unmeasurable, why I'm so excited that quantum physics is on the scene and that we've been able to validate that there is more to us that we can't see than we can. Yeah. And that's just a case for all of us opening up that side of ourselves more, which is what you do with the men. You allow them their full range of being, which includes all these skills that we've been hiding. You've been hiding them too. This culture I mean, hasn't been open to them. That's what I'm struck by is like, if you follow the thread, you know, you, as you sort of follow that thread deeper. Mm, it's the same. It's the same. I mean, it seems like maybe it's the same. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to make any like grand like <laughs> announcements or anything, but feel similar. Yeah, but you know what's the coolest thing about being with you is that you're busting my myths all the time because like when I hung out in the girl world and you were hanging out in the guy world it's like we have all these ideas about you guys (laughs) and I'd say something to you like last time we were hanging out 
well, you know, women just really want to be seen and heard. And you were like, yeah, us too. <laughs> you know, I think we're more the same than we are different. And I think our future is, you know, what Daniel Pink talks about in A Whole New Mind is that androgynous mind. Mm. Gender becomes fluid. We all just become whole again. Mm. And boy, that sums up how I felt with you last night. Mm. I felt whole. Yeah. You know? It was a whole experience. It was a whole, I mean, you know, it was beautiful. And hmm. I don't think you manipulated this, but it was almost exactly equally weighted. I was hoping for that. Wasn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. We had half and half women and men. One extra man. We had yes. one more man than women. I asked the universe for that. Thank oh, God. Because no, we knew we were going to be pairing them up too. And I was like, oh, this uh, is going to work. That was amazing. Um, I just popped out of where you were. What were you saying? Mm, being whole again and, uh, yeah. and talking about women and why we need the mic passed. You know, I think I I literally am on a, this planet to help people bring it. That's the tagline. Bring it. The world needs you. And that means I want all that you have to give and all that you want to say and all of that. And I think I probably teach that because it's what I'm still trying to learn. Yeah. I've held back my voice. In so many ways. Yeah, you need some microphones in your life. I mean, I got a really this nice a good one look for in front you. of me yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just, you want to, I think it comes down to we're all trying to do it right. We all want to be loved and we want to be enough. And so, you know, you don't want to rock the boat too much. You don't want to be wrong. And I think that's what we all have to sort of put aside is yeah like you last night you were so cute you said something and you were like that was a little fumbly and i was like it was great because mm. it was human and if we can't allow ourselves to be trying as best as we can in our wonderfully imperfect ways you know then we're never going to get together we'll never connect yeah i think there's a more elegant way to say this but another one of our rules or agreements would that would be awesome for these would be it's okay to fuck up. Yeah. That's one of our main things that every man we always say. And it's so helpful. Yeah. It's so helpful to give permission to not be right? on point. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just be able to be like, oops, sorry. Just, I love imagine, you. <laughs> just imagine if we could blanket that to the world right now. Like, hey, it's okay. Fuck up. It's all right. Yeah. <sighs> what a, just an exhale. Yeah, I the posted. The whole planet would be like, oh my God, fucking thank God. Right? <laughs> I know. I think everything would be possible. <clears throat> everything. If we could do that. Yeah. And I think, granted, the safe space that we created, you know, there was so much vulnerability and so much admission of of all those deep-seated fears and worries that have mm. gotten in the way. And to have the whole opposite side of the room say, oh yeah, me too. Just creates this common ground for everything. Yeah. I keep getting the the metaphor that's the, the image of uh, I don't quite have it. It's it's an orchestra or it's like all these instruments that can that could be played. And um, you know, talking about the the whole self, right? Mm-hmm. And um, let's see if this makes any sense as I say it. I I, I think that legitimately there. There has been a lot of fear. I'm speak for men right now about men. Just that filling out those <clears throat> softer parts of us, or you just even talk about our love, right? 
by focusing on that and <clears throat> just fear of what that meant, right? Or what would that, what does that make me? Am I soft? Am I not a man? All that stuff. And I think that's even in this moment, as I said, I'm like, wow, that feels fucking antiquated, right? Like that's, that seems like the past. Right. Um, <clears throat> and it's still very present, obviously. But what I'm, what feels really real to me right now is that unless, <clears throat> excuse me, if this band, if we had a band, I don't know why my throat's all scratchy. Hold on, drink of water for a second. I hope it's not the mulk. The mulk? <clears throat> <laughs> now, there's something I want to get out here, but I think I don't know how to say it. And I think that's why my throat, throat is scratchy. It's if we don't learn to play those instruments, if we don't learn to play the instruments of our feeling parts, if we don't learn to, to have that then we don't have we don't have any choice in how we engage in many like uh, there's something I'm getting at here I don't know exactly how to say it but there there's a fear that if I am soft it, it like means something but what we're not we're, we're not seeing there is the the way that that rusty instrument that that trombone slide that's stuck like unless it's practiced unless it's like a part of the tool belt unless it's part of the band unless it's possible when it's not possible it just fucks things up yeah and that's the that I, th I think there's just this illusion of permanence or something like oh i'm soft and now i'm always only that right yeah and then so all these other instruments that i can play to well shit well if i'm playing this one i won't be playing that one but it's a fucking band it's the whole thing right and so when you have capacity with all the different ways, all the different feelings, all the different things. And it's like, well, you can just chill out and allow whatever music wants to fucking come. Does that make sense? Epic music. Epic yeah. music. Because yeah. I think the thing we need to do away with is the idea that this is soft. It's like having an electric guitar and you've been missing three strings. Right. And you're like... What's the problem? Why don't you like my music? You know, and and then you get these extra three strings, and it's like, ah, uh, you know, it's everything. That's a great analogy. Yeah, yes. it's they're the same. I don't want people to think there's hard, strong, good skills, and then yeah. there's these soft, ridiculous skills, and yeah. you know, <laughs> we got to do them all now to make the women happy or something. It's not that. It's just it's. I think what women are asking is play all the music meet me here like come to yeah. my same yeah. like let's do this together i want to hear those three strings because i'm playing them and if you play them then coming through you they're going to sound different yeah you know what yeah. we heard last night when one woman said these guys are just sexy as hell when they get vulnerable <laughs> you know <laughs> like she was in it your whole body was like that is so sexy you know sexy and powerful were the two words she said yeah 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 and and those are the strings yeah they're not soft yeah they added notes and colors mm -hmm. we've never heard and seen the way they come through you mm -hmm. and i i think it's a new paradigm it's really it's a new way and if we could just i know it's so hard it's like remember when smoking was sexy <laughs> you know the marble man part of me still thinks it is so. okay <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to work on that then. <laughs> i'll have to find another metaphor <laughs>
But there's there is a changing of the tide where I think what we felt last night is that there's a new paradigm emerging. Yep. A new form of leadership, you know, and a new way of being in relationship. I I think it's I can taste it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's lighting up this whole new sort of and it's not clear yet, but like I can like I'm in a tunnel and I can kind of see what's on the other side of the tunnel, but not quite yet, but it is. It's this. It's um, the celebrating of difference once we have collectively recognized the sameness first. I think maybe you said that in the last podcast. Yeah. Something about that's been building and like starting to make sense to me. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, this is so fun. Um, I'm <laughs> learning. I mean, that's you know to be super selfish here. Like I'm learning so much. Yeah. Constantly as we do this, me and too. it just lights me up. It lights me up so much because I don't know this. Yeah. I don't, you know? Well, you keep calling it that sort of like grand experiment. <clears throat> like we're just coming into play and we're with everyone who shows up and learning just as much. Mm-hmm. This is why we both feel like kids right now. It's just so exciting. It was so cool to be with you and be like equally giddy with somebody because <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the one who's totally spazzing out on how great something is <laughs> i'm guessing you don't hold it back anyway though even if you're the only one spazzing you i st- used to because yeah. i didn't want to you know i i just wanted to sort of be with everybody else it was my way of connecting was just to like mold into you you know yeah and kind of like get with your vibe and oh. and be same same mm-hmm. and i'm too old for that anymore <laughs> I, just, I i have to let whatever is coming through me come through mm. just like we all do Hey, let's share the let's share the tools. Let's give a little preview of the tools that we handed out to oh, people. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So we, we had could two. Even post our handouts. <laughs> that's what we. Yes, that would be perfect Instagram material. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so we had two quick handouts, and um, the first one is sort of the everyman baseline, which is you slow down. You pay attention and feel your physical self and your emotional self and what's actually true for you. And then the third one is you share that. And that is a um, simple building block of, of safety and trust and connection, really connection. That's like our simple, um, and we, we use a, a formula. We call it the rock formula at every man. So it's the same concept. Um, but really that is something that, um, I mean, I love these handouts, you but, but those three steps in any moment in any relationship in any interaction, uh, can go a very long way in creating safety and that true human, um, you know, our, which just settles us down. Like our nervous system mm-hmm. settles down and we feel okay. And then from that place, we can both uh, think critically and creatively and, and take action. And I mean, it's just, it's just kind of like a, a cascade of good shit. Yeah. Um, so that's the one, that's one of them. Yeah. And we wanted to give them the tools to really feel like they could go into the dark together. They could go into these tough topics. And so with that, you prepped them to really be in their bodies and be open hearted. And then we gave them three steps to create ultimate safety so that these conversations wouldn't go sideways. And the first one is to really make a decision to listen, to learn instead of the way we primarily listen is to agree or disagree. And to really get curious about the person that you're listening to. And then to have that person, once you've finished speaking, do a story check. 
because we're making up stories all the time. We're filtering information through this brain that's here to think and doubt. And the brain will think, oh my God, does this mean X, Y, Z or mixed judgments like without us even trying. And so that partner gets to story check. Did I making up something? Is that true or not? Which creates even deeper connection and truth because it gives the person a chance to share and clarify. And that person doesn't walk away with stories that could break down the relationship. And then the last gift is really the person who's listening just asks simply, what do you need? And it takes all the pressure off, you know, when you're having a really tough conversation for the person who's just received this. We hear a lot that men want to come in and fix, you mm. know, and women are like, I just want you to see me and hear me. And, and what do I need to do now? And this burden of like, do I coach you? Do I try to soothe you? What do I say? And then that can lead to further disconnection. Because if you try to do something and you're just genuinely trying to give, but it's not right. <laughs> then yeah. this person just yeah. took all this time to share their experience and then it's wrong. And so it, it guarantees the conversation is going to end well because it's just a, what do you need? So I'm going to, I'm going to, so what if, what if the answer to that question is, I don't know. That's okay. Awesome. I'm, I'm here until you know, I have all the time in the world. I'm not going anywhere. Keep talking. Hmm. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't always know. I mean, sometimes it's just so thick and we're so in it, there's no way we can know. Yeah. But I think you've already provided something so much by just listening. Yeah. You know? Man, that's that's a big one, man. That's a, that last step, that's a big one. Yeah. That's a huge one. Completely. I mean, that's what sitcoms are based on. The just listening. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, like the fixing, like, you know, the... The stereotypical, like, I'm going to, you know, yes. complaining wife of, I'm going to fix that, you know. Just, <laughs> right, right. I mean, there's a whole trope about that in, in society. You but know? you know what's so great? If if women could stand back for a second and go, what's behind that, though? What's underneath that wanting to fix? I want to give you happiness. Yeah. <laughs> I want to solve problems for you. That's part. The other part is I want this to not be annoying and I want this yeah. turbulence to just go away. Can't we just be fucking like, okay, here? That's the other part, which right. is real too. Yes. Yeah. Relief, please. Yeah. 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 What do you think sitcoms would look like? What would the comedy be if some of this shit, when, let's say, when some of this shit gets uh, completely uh, assimilated into culture? Oh, man. I mean, it'll I happen. Could, yeah, I, I could see, I could see a lot of funny, like Jimmy Fallon play on this, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it when it really gets assimilated, though, I, I mean, I don't know if we're in a sitcom anymore. It feels like we're in a great rom com, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. everybody's connected, and and it uh, I, this this changes the game. What would we, where would we go with that? I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. I mean, the thing, the thing that I, I don't know how to picture it, but what I do know is that uh, in environments where, you know, humans are cool, okay, like things get creative. Things get 
things get interesting. Things get I like life a gets lot wild. More sex happening. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, a lot more creative energy in all ways. I think is, yeah. is happening. Well, that's the that's what I know in my bones. Yeah, I know that if you send people who who feel like we felt last night and who are using these tools into the world, they're going to actually save the planet. We're going to solve climate change. Hmm. We're going to have the wherewithal and the reserves and the creativity and the safety and the okayness to go out and like focus our energy on other things rather than survival mode and competition. Man, thank you for saying that because I feel that and it's that's a scary thing to say, but I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we have all these people out there who like, you know, coding AI and trying to solve for climate change and thinking that they're showing up every day to do that. And it's probably the rare few mm. that have nervous systems that are this calm, that feel so fully self-expressed and loved and held and in partnership where they can give their full creative power to those to that work i just think we think we're all bringing in a game and we are so not i don't know many people who are operating on this day to day yeah but we're gonna we're gonna make that happen um i'm gonna make a terrible gendered joke but that those are some big beautiful balls you have (laughs) that's just (laughs) right as i took a sip of my iced coffee Why, thank you, brother. <laughs> I mean, really, like, how how audacious. You know but, what? But fuck yeah. Fuck yes, <clears throat> because here's the thing. I think I said this on the last podcast. I've had so many people tell me that I you just should, like, take it down a notch mm-hmm. <laughs> in every way. Mm-hmm. Like, my big message on my site, you know, is change the world. I work with the world changers, you know. And, and I'm sorry I'm not sorry. Yeah. There's no way I'm tuning anything down anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, if there aren't some crazy people like us who believe in the possibilities that 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 can happen. Yeah. The actions of a few. We have plenty of quotes we could refer to. (laughs) Then what are we here for? Isn't that an interesting dynamic how everybody's so inspired by those quotes that are wildly hopeful, but but they're they're rare, right? It's like it's like you just visit that spot just for a second. Like you read a quote, like, oh, what? And you get, the people get inspired. It's like, oh, yeah, whoa, whoa. But it's so far from actual baseline. Yeah. I know. It's got to change. Yeah. I think it's because of this mode that most people are in, right? It's just, and you and I have been in it. We, <clears throat> Let's not joke. I mean, we have been through hell and back, both you and I. You know, we've had oh. lifetimes of our own hero's journeys and so much struggle and I know sometimes I come across as just being like utterly optimistic and happy you know fighting for the joy for all beings and that is only because Mm. I've tasted all of that struggle and I've been in the survival mode way more than I would like to admit and I continue to fight for the the balance or the dance yeah you know of that right around the corner every time there's just another epic adventure and more love and I don't think that we could have experienced what we did last night if all the people in that room hadn't had all the struggles too I mean we touched some giant wounds last night yeah and yet in staying with it 
there was so much. I mean, just look at the people when they walked out. There was just a, they all looked more peaceful. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to see one of, one of our peeps came in having fought for 24 hours with her boyfriend and she filmed them walking in and then she filmed the room and she was kind of serious and she filmed during and then she posted after and oh she looked like a different person yeah. she was just <clears throat> glowing yeah do you i mean there's something there's something about the physio something happens i mean it's real like like mm-hmm. something is actually i'm curious as to it'd be cool to find out what that is that that actual physical shift because you see it in people all the time doing this kind of stuff yeah yeah something does i actually wrote a newsletter today for every man it'll come out like maybe today or tomorrow but actually that's exactly what i wrote about like you can watch you can literally watch in a man's eyes as the lights come back on in Uh, in real time yeah yeah you can you can see the pupils dilate you can see the when the the vasculature opens, something happens, right? When mm-hmm. when when shoop, comes back, right? I'm really curious. Maybe somebody listening is a, I don't know what kind of. I bet Doctor Zach Bush could tell us. All right, Zach, tell us. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to get Zach in on this. You know what he said last time we were together? It absolutely blew my mind. Somebody asked him, and this is so relevant to what you and I are doing because we're talking about like what's coming. This guy was so brave. He said, I don't even know if you can answer this. This is entirely off topic because we were talking about gut health and soil Mm -hmm. and climate and health in general. And he said, what are we becoming? What are we as humans now about to become? And I mean, the whole room got silent and Zach said, we're becoming a form of human and angel. There's, there's a, there's a, yeah, uh, a fully owning the both. And I, I mean, I was leveled because that's what I feel. I feel like the connections that we're causing by bringing men and women back together allows for that. It allows for like our superpowers to be turned back on. <laughs> You just brought the house down. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it just blew my mind. I felt it last night when I said I felt like I could do anything with you by my side. It was like, mm. what is this? Mm. You know? It is some. It is very real. Mm. And it is not soft. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's so far from that. <laughs> I mean, it's soft, Dan. <clears throat> you know? But it's 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 what we all want. It's what we all want when we talk about flow, when we talk about the zone, when we want to like bring our A game, when we want to high performance, all of that. It's it's in this territory of the heart. Yeah. That might be your book. The territory of the heart. Oh boy. I think I said a different book for you last time. I That's know. like my favorite thing to do is tell people what their books are. I love that. <laughs> That's so rad. <laughs> Well, yeah, speaking of books, we'll have to write a book, too, probably, somewhere. After we put on, uh, I don't know, 120 of these workshops, we'll probably have to write a book about it. I mean, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Mm -hmm. We'll have to go write it by the sea. 
maybe a combo of the of the mountains and the sea because you're more of a mountain man aren't you I like both. Yeah. I know some spots that have both. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll take both. Yes. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. When you said last night, you know how giddy you were watching this and that you felt like you were home. It, you are a man who's on purpose more than anybody I've ever met. I mean, in a rare few of the people that I just love and adore, you are so on purpose. How did you find that purpose? Was it was it an epic hero's journey? Did you know you were going to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing without knowing. Um, when did I know? Man, I a couple a couple moments I think that are evidence. When I was like nine or ten, uh, remember sitting in my dad's truck. He got trucks, work trucks. Chevy, always blue Chevys. So guess I got a blue truck as soon as I got old enough to get a truck. Oh my god! Um, we had really deep, meaningful conversations. We drive a lot in North Dakota. You just drive a lot because <clears throat> yeah. there's so few people and they're so far apart. <laughs> you gotta drive <laughs> even have a conversation. Um, but I remember being young and saying something like it was interesting so I was very plugged into the news and politics and I was really young and would read the paper I always read papers in the truck and I had this feeling that um it was early 90s mid 90s maybe it was like wow the world's like pretty fucking awesome right now like if we don't use this if we don't use all the goodness that we have I just I just had this overwhelming feeling of like I'm safe I'm loved, uh, I'm fed, uh, I'm protected. There's all this goodness. And it was just this like, I gotta, I gotta do something with that, right? If we don't do something with that, then what the fuck is this all about? Oh, man. So, yeah, there was some kind of strange knowing at that time. And, um, right. Pretty early. Um, you know, it didn't really mean anything specific. But then, yeah, it started in... Uh, in college, it started with waking up by just being drugged around the world by a amazing and open-minded girlfriend at the time. Just kind of shocked me out of my little cultural like corner that I grew up in, and like saw the world and was just like, "God damn, this is pretty wild." <laughs> and um, and then I and then I think you know, big step, big next step was starting working with the young guys in the woods. I just fell into it. I mean, that was completely random faded whatever however you want to say it but like was living in panama literally and needed a job i was out of money and um i just written a novel in a little room no way yeah is it out there for me to read no oh i will be okay i want it to be okay um it's just the beginning of a at least a trilogy sure um, anyway needed a job um my ex-girlfriend who I was with at that time uh, had family in Utah, went on Craigslist. I was in an internet cafe in Panama City, Panama, went on Craigslist, looked for a job in Salt Lake City. The first thing that came up was a wilderness therapy guide. I'm like, what the, what is that? You know, fast forward and I'm out in the middle of the wilderness with like 10 boys, you know, one who's suicidal, two who are like uh, ones who's having a panic attack from like airborne allergens. I mean, just like, out there like living the life of my dreams right and it's just like well this is why i'm here 
Wow. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the most fulfilling thing I could ever think of. And I just had this from that point on, really, I mean, with lots of (laughs) ups and downs, I felt clear on I was being taken somewhere. (laughs) I was headed somewhere, you know. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I just it's just sort of built and built. And um, I feel wildly fortunate to have so many amazing mentors along the way. Just be like, you know, and never were any of them uh, like didactic the mm-hmm. opposite is just like hey i see you yeah rad oh man you know just like hey i thought about this that's cool check that out I'll go, I'll go. you know i had a i had a mentor and actually kind of talk like this but i had a, <laughs> a mentor of a, a teacher in college jim and uh again just like he meant a lot to me just in his kindness and how he showed up in the world and uh went to ecuador with him and his wife on an anthropology school and uh you know, sitting in a bus, like traveling through the Andes, like just bliss, like just like, wow, like this crazy, amazing shit, you know, and telling me about like his adventures. He'd take a, a tarp and he'd, you know, travel to a, to the mountains in Scotland with just a tarp and he'd just go out there for like weeks at a time. And, and that moment gave me this permission to have adventures in, in a way that was unbridled. It's like, okay, fuck yeah, I could do that too. Like I'm going to go do, I'm going to go have some crazy shit. Yeah. Adventures, you know, <laughs> and I did, you know, yeah. it's just things like that little moments like where I was just given permission or, or I was uh, without being without being like, hey, man, you have permission. Right. You know, and right. uh, yeah, I don't know. Does that does that answer your question? So much. I yeah. think that you probably hear this a lot. And with the guys that so many people struggle with that. What's my purpose? Yeah. You know, and then the clock starts ticking. It's like, oh, my God, I don't know why I'm here. And how do I find that? You just, you know, Googling, where's my purpose? And it's hearing stories like that that I think are, you know, so relieving for people to that it can, that it will appear, you know, that it finds you. It comes. And yeah. I mean, I help a lot of people yeah. peel away the layers and the worry about yeah. it so that they can find it's really much closer than you think. Yeah. But I'm always curious about when's that moment. When, when, when I work with younger guys specifically, particularly guys in their 20s, my, my sort of general answer is just get off your ass and go do something just like that that, like beep 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 like like put out the feelers like and i was like that thing just go fucking do it whatever that thing is that's like making you excited just do it yeah exactly and you know and then just show up there and then do it again like that that thing just go do it yeah yeah, I think that's exactly what you did. You got yeah. out and you moved. Exactly. You know, you moved around. And you just, in that way, I think then things can come to you. It's it's in that movement. Mm-hmm. You know, when we just sit back and, like the old secret used to tell us, just visualize it, you know, and manifest it. You know, it does not come without action. You know, just going out and yeah. being open. Yeah. The, what I'll balance it with, the other thing that I would say is that I do believe spending um, that many thousands of hours out in the wilderness with that much space and stillness was the counterpoint to all the movement. Um, mm. 
I didn't formally meditate back then, but I feel like I got to live literally thousands of hours in a meditative state naturally without even oh, attempting to it. That's everything. It was a big deal. Because there needs to be a listening component, right? Mm. You move, but then you have to pay attention to exactly. your Exactly. Move too fast, you move too much, can't hear what's coming in probably. Well said. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so taking this last couple seconds to listen, and what's what's next? What is next here? Oh my God, what's next? The tour, the reunion tour. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. We already have invitations to go to like three or four different cities, and so we are working on coming up with an actual tour schedule. Yeah, and a merry band to take us on the road to to come celebrate. With all of you, yeah. The last, what I want to say about it is, I have this vision. I want to, I want to Johnny Appleseed this shit. I want to, like, maybe using our tour as the frame for it. I want to go. I want to go out. I want to get out there. Like, I would love to do. Say, we have a date in Vale, mm-hmm. and then I want to spend three days. I want to go to three surrounding towns. I want to, I want to do work, men's workshops. I want to seed men's groups. So I want to, like, yes, want to Johnny Appleseed this. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll do it with the women beautiful yeah yeah we're gonna change we're gonna change cities and organizations we're gonna take this into companies yeah and start showing them what true allyship looks like because this word allyship is just too hard for everybody everybody's struggling with what it means and how do i break it down how do i be a good ally we're seeing the same thing with men yeah in their in their heart of hearts trying to do it right you know and and it's simpler than I think what the organizations are making it into be. Mm-hmm. And so we want to go in and teach them, yeah. you know, what we, what we've experienced in these groups and give them that. So plant the seeds there too. Yeah. I, I am at a moment of just saying like, this is the culmination of everything I've done <laughs> to, to get to this moment, to do yeah. this work with you. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have a blast. I think we're going to come up with loads of tools for people to use and hmm. we'll meet them online and we'll meet them in person and we'll find all the ways and we'll hmm. write to them. And I think what I hope is that we cause an epidemic of joy. I'll sign up for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Um, I'm sure we'll do this again. Yeah. Until then. Until then. Thank you for listening. That's a very special hour of recording for me. Thank you, Cherie. Thank you to my wife. Thank you to everybody that has been a part of this journey so far. You can find us at everyman.com. You can follow us at on Instagram and on Facebook, all the kind of things that people do today. Uh, you can find me at Daniel Doty on Instagram. Uh, I don't do much there, but I'm starting to do a little more. Appreciate everybody's time. Appreciate everybody's energy. And I hope this all means something to you. Please share it as you can.